I'd like to read from Ephesians 2, 11 through 22, to kind of start our time together. It says, therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles, and that's all of us, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came. And he preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Friends, do you recognize the cosmic reality of us gathering together on a Sunday morning? Do you recognize that there is something happening throughout the world when we gather to sing and when we gather to hear the word proclaimed and when we gather to take the Lord's Supper, that this is not just something that you and I do together here at Redeemer Church in Champaign-Urbana, but we are participating in something that is global and something that is cosmic and something that is eternal. We are just a small part of what God is doing throughout the world in gathering a people to himself from every tongue and every tribe and every nation and every language. Friends, this is not about us. I mean, we are the beneficiaries of amazing promises, but this is about him, God's mission and what he's doing. We get to participate in that And this morning we get to see that in in even clearer representation as we have our friends join us from Iglesia Bautista Latina in Effingham and Centralia. Have anybody from Centralia here today? Just Effingham? Okay, not today. Through the blood of Christ, we have brothers and sisters from every tongue, tribe, and nation. They're sitting with us here this morning. We're worshiping with them this morning. This is an amazing privilege. Today we get to hear from Tony and Gerardo as they come and they talk about their vision and their desire to plant a church here in Champaign-Urbana to reach the Latino community. 10,000 strong, no gospel-centered evangelical presence. These people need the gospel. They are without God, living without hope in the world. They need Christ. By the grace of God... After two years of prayer on our part, more for Tony, we now are seeing that come to fruition. So I'm excited, and I hope you guys are delighted that we can hear from them this morning. So Tony and Gerardo, why don't you guys come on. Guys, welcome them, and welcome everyone from Iglesia Bautista Latina real quick. Just As we are so glad to have you with us this morning. Now, this is Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm this is kid. this is Tony Munoz, and as you can tell by his appearance, this is the Honduran Jim Smith. And this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said that in Honduras too. <laughs> and this is Gerardo Cruz. He's the one that's gonna be coming up here and spearheading the work. Though Tony will be working with him. And they're just going to take this time to share their vision, share their hope, share their prayers for this work. 
Uh, Gerardo's going to share his testimony, things like that. So we want to hear from them this morning. Before we do, let me pray for us real quick again, and then we'll give it to you. you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are a part of your mission, part of your ministry, part of your purpose throughout the world, throughout time, to create a people of your own possession. And to take those who were strangers and aliens, to take those who were separated and hostile towards one another, and make them your children, brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank you for the blood of Christ that has done that on our behalf. I pray that we would marvel at that. I pray that we would wonder at that. And I pray that that would be a motivation for us to participate in that actively through prayer and through worship and through proclaiming the gospel and through supporting brothers and sisters who are spearheading new efforts in new places to people who do not know Christ. God, we thank you that you have not left us without you. We thank you you have not left us without hope. But you have built us together into a temple, to a holy dwelling place for you through your spirit. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, buenos dias. Come on. <laughs> High school thing, you know, two years of Spanish or whatever. I mean, you, you, you have to have at least that, you know. Languages, uh, the Spanish is not just about nachos, you know what I mean, and Cinco de Mayo. Today is Cinco de Mayo. There you go. What a perfect date, huh, to be here uh, and uh, throw some Spanish at you. You didn't realize that? Yes, it's today, Cinco de Mayo. It's a great privilege to, to be here always and uh, uh, to be here with my family. It's even a greater privilege because uh, I love them and uh, I mean this and uh, my blood-related family, but, but also my family in Christ, which is you and my folks. So I would like to, uh, for them to stand. Hermanos, pueden ponerse de pie un segundo, por favor. Allá donde están las niñas también. Uh, they're coming from the Effingham site, and uh, we're excited about uh, them. A lot of them wanted to come, actually, but uh, gracias, hermanos. Pueden tomar asiento. But, uh, you know, Sunday is like a, a Tuesday or Monday, you know. We, we, the location we are at, you know, in the, the central uh, south area of Illinois, it, it's kind of, you know, the rural area, and we got some of this around here as well. So, uh, you know, like, they tell me every time I try to get them in the morning on Sunday to do some activity or when we go to retreat, you know, they always say, you know, the, the little pigs eat every day. So we got to be there in the mornings and all of that, you know, because there's a lot of hog farms there, you know, in the Centralia site. We have, uh, I would say, 85% of our attendees uh, work for the Mashoff company. They work with 3,000 pigs a day. So, yes, that's a lot of stink. Uh, and, and, and put together there, but uh, I, I'm so glad that, that um, I, I'm excited actually, you know, I, I'm really uh, looking, it's, it's, I guess the, the closest thing I can compare this is like um, a kid at four in the morning on Christmas day, you know, that's going around the tree or maybe not sleeping or, I mean, it, it's, he can't wait to see what's inside that box or that weird-looking shape thing that is wrapped up, you know, and doesn't know what really is, you know. That's, that's how we feel, you know, uh, about coming to this area. And lately, as I've been traveling through uh, this passage a lot, you know, I, I can just see and look at the houses and, and see everything waiting and expecting about what God's going to do in this place. I'm so excited because I can see people here, a lot of uh, Hispanics. I can see a, a huge gathering, you know, among ourselves and, and uh, you know, just sharing, you know, the good burgers and hot dogs and carnitas and carne asada and all that. I mean, that kind of makes... I need to quit that thought. <laughs> Stay away from there. But you know what I mean? That this blending of things and, and, uh, and especially, especially, I, I can pray and I can see the light coming into these houses, the transformation happening into these families. 
the broken hearts being healed. And so as, as I come here, and I'm, I'm, the dynamic here will be I, I can do half, and, and Gerardo comes again and share about his testimony. And I don't know how we're going to do this about time. I uh, have my wife uh, waving at me over there with instructions, you know, let me know a countdown or something because I don't see any clock here, which is good, you know. But still, <laughs> but still, uh, you know, I, I just want to uh, share my heart and, and, and preach the word. So um, let me ask you this question. Do you have one? Can you do this? Do you have one? One disciple. Do you have somebody? that you're pouring time into. You have somebody that is listening to you. Do you have somebody that's looking for maybe some counsel? Do you have somebody that you're thinking about his or her life? And with that question in mind, let's go and read a rather well-known passage of Scripture in Matthew at the end, chapter, chapter 28, just going to read the passage of the Great Commission. I'm going to read from 16 to 20. I'm reading from the ESV, so if you follow along with me, and I might be flying just because of the uh, sake of time, but I want us to consider a couple of things about this commission to us. The Word of God says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority is in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. What's the first sign? I'm, gonna do an, I'm not going to do any PowerPoint or anything like that, so I'm just going to do not sign language, but, you know, hand language for you to keep the thought, that the, the, the line of thought, and at the same time to remember this as you read this passage. So this is the first sign. You have one. The second thing uh, that I want you to do with your hands, if you can, is this. Can you do this? It's a fist, yes. Don't, don't throw it on anybody, right? Just, just keep it in your mind. When we read this Great Commission, it's amazing to me to see and recognize God's authority. So we need to believe in the authority of Christ. When, it, when we come uh, to this passage, we, we can see that Jesus didn't start with uh, a command, but, but actually with a claim. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And that we can see even if we look in the uh, Old Testament, Daniel 7, 13 to 14, is, is the basis of, of this following text. You know, this uh, authority does mean that this means that he is not only your personal Savior, my personal Savior, although that's true, but the point here is, is the, the, uh, that He is Lord of all. I mean, the, 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 the Jewish were expecting this uh, Jewish Messiah, but He didn't come just for that group of people. Amen? His mission was not just to save one or a specific group of people, but to save all nations. He is the universal Lord and Savior of all. That's the truth. He is all authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's a wonderful claim. And, and we're reading at the end of the, of the scripture, but in the beginning of this book and, and throughout the gospels, we see his life. We see how everything, all nations uh, uh, are, are surrendered to him and, and supposed to be and, and ought to be surrendered to him because all authority is, belongs to him. But not only nations, but nature as well, right? That's why he raised his hand and, and, and the water was calm. That's why he speak and then the lame start walking. The blind will start seeing because he have authority over all. 
everything that's, uh, that's physical with him has no boundaries because his power is a supernatural power. We know that. We know that uh, uh, disease was, was not a, a problem or an issue for him. Demons even, he just cast them out. They're, they're surrendered to his authority. The lepers are healed and everything. And, and the most important thing, the ultimate enemy of mankind, dead. He rules over that as well. It's amazing how we see his authority. And in his authority, we need to be obedient to him. That's the command. That's, that's, that's what he asks us to do. Go, therefore, and make disciples. When uh, we came uh, to the state in order to study, in order to be prepared for the ministry, we, believe me, didn't have a clue where Effingham was. <laughs> we, know, we, we knew a few names of, uh, you know, a few big cities, and, uh, you know, we came to New Orleans back in 2001, and thinking in our hearts that, that we wanted to go back once we were prepared to Honduras to continue to minister there. But we knew one thing for sure was that he was the authority. And when we said, here I am, Lord, send me, we didn't put any boundaries. We didn't say, um, send me back home <laughs> or send me back to my people necessarily. And that was the very most common question we had in seminary all the time from everybody, especially because that's a place where people gather from all nations pretty much. And the question was, so what are you going to do? So what's going to be after this? So are you planning to go back to your country? And we always answered not knowing <laughs> that we were continue, continuously committing to this call. But we always answered, that's the desire in our hearts, to be honest with you. But, you know, wherever he leads us, we, we will go. And then in 2005, Katrina came around and... <laughs> Uh, you know, we decided to stay for the first time during the hurricane season. And uh, uh, sure enough, later on, you know what happened, uh, the flooding and all that. And we moved to Fort Worth, evacuating. We went through Houston just because uh, we were trying to stay in a place where we could be safe and dry at the same time. And uh, it was uh, while we were there when we were called to come and do an internship in 2006. And uh, I thought, well, you know, we lost everything over there. We were together here. We, we can use this time to just uh, regroup and, and, and be fresh in a different place. And, and uh, uh, it's going to be a summer thing. So if we're going to go there, like uh, exploring and uh, use vacation while we just uh, spread the gospel and get to know other people that we've never seen in our lives. And that time, I remember it was around May 18th. When we came and we found our brother Gerardo. And uh, when we saw this young man excited about the gospel, excited about ministry, excited about, about the possibility uh, of us being there and work together. And, 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 and he was always exploring uh, the fact of, of the calling uh, to the ministry. Even then, I'm talking about 2006 here. And we were intriguing. I mean, I remember he kind of camped out whenever we were in the, at the Calvary Baptist Church in the morning. We went out for lunch. He came, uh, and we met in, a, in one of the buildings, you know, and just to talk to him and, and ask him, you know, so how's the community around here? And, 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 and there was no Hispanic church whatsoever, no uh, Methodist, Pentecostal, or Catholic mass, not, nothing. There was nothing there in a community that uh, rings about 600 Hispanics. And he said, we have a, a small Bible study. There are a few families, uh, two or three families that we gather together, and every Thursday we have a Bible study. And little did I know that the, my young man here was considered among the Hispanics that like the little priest because he was uh, always around, you know, in the streets and talking to people and engaging people with the gospel and telling them about the love of Christ and his sacrifice for ourselves. And I saw the passion there. But to be honest with you, I thought, you know, God help you, young brother. God be with you. I never considered that I was going to be there or stay there after all. But God had different plans. 
So it's worth it's worthy to, to be under the authority of Jesus. It's worthy to make disciples and to obey his command because his word is, is the fuel of our, of our mission, of what we do. His worship is the goal of our mission, to worship him, to, to trust in the confidence that he gives us as we go. Giving our lives depend, uh, it's, it, it's, it's so we can spend it in, in, in proclaiming the gospel, that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is the authority over all. And because he's the authority, I'm going to obey the command of Christ to go and make disciples. If I'm uh, honest with you, I, I never saw Gerardo as, as a disciple. Not because he was not, but, but because I was not going to be there. Period. But God had different plans. God had different plans. And, and uh, uh, whenever uh, we spent the summer there and, and we saw the response of the people coming... And, and, and how they wanted to, to have that as, a, as, a, as, a, as an opportunity to study more the Word of God and to share with others, to share with uh, co-workers and family members. We saw in a, in a, in a summertime, in a, in a period of uh, three months, that it, instead of having a group of 14 people, we were having like 45 in those attendance initially. And that's when the... Uh, you know, people from Calvary and the other associations, they're asking, could, could you stay? Would you, would you consider staying here? And I said, we, we can. We can because we need to go back to Forth and finish our studies, and uh, we wouldn't have time to do uh, commuting or anything like that. We, you need a full-time person here. And they say, well, why, why not you? And we have so many obstacles, right? We have so many things that are true, that are uh, uh, genuine and sometimes, I know sometimes it's in our head, sometimes it's, it's just something that we desire to have, but we just can't put before the Lord or have as a priority. And uh, God worked things out in a way that we could stay at the end. I believe if I uh, go into detail, it will take a lot more time, but... We could see that was God's providence, what brought us here to Effingham. And uh, between going back and forth and uh, from Fort Worth to uh, St. Louis and then Effingham, I knew that God was preparing not just for the people of Effingham, but from there to bring more glory to Him by getting more disciples. In 2007... God opened the opportunity in Centralia for us to be there. Again, I was just sharing uh, the Word of God in a Eternity Baptist Church down there. And this lady at the end of the service just camped out again over there and said, I want to talk to you. We have an ESL class. And I had like nine people from Honduras. And that just went in my ears, you know. The antennas got up and I said, what do you mean, you people from Honduras? How in the world my fellow countrymen are doing in Centralia? I mean, what are they possibly do here? I mean, I thought that the Honduran population was established in New Orleans and, and some, some other places. But Centralia, Illinois, really? I thought this lady is trying to get something out of me because, you know, she's, she's kind of pulling me. I already feel that I want to be with her. And, 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 and see what this is about. She's one of those military old ladies, you know, I mean, that, that really strong. And then she pursued this thing, you know, this Bible study. <laughs> she said, I, I want you to come on next Monday. We have the classes. At what time you have the classes? From 6 to 10. And I'm thinking, when am I going to do the Bible study there? But I came. I came actually with my brother Gerardo, and I said, you know, um, we have a Bible here. I don't know if you've read it before, but I would like to open this in a different day and read something to you and see if this is relevant to you, if, if, if you agree with it or if you have questions or comments or if you heard this before or not. Can we do this on a different day? And they said, one of them said, what about Wednesday? And I said, is he a Baptist or, you know, 
Bible study on Wednesday. Hmm, that could work. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We, we can come back Wednesday. And we did. And since October the 2007, we started the Bible study there with a group of eight. And then a year later, we started the worship service there with a group that now it goes around 40, you know, with the kids and everything. And, and the unique thing about our ministry, and you need to know this, and I, I shared this with you so you can pray for us, is that we have so many transient families. There is a sense of urgency for our ministry because we just don't know for how long we're going to have them. We just don't know if next Sunday they won't come because they're not here anymore. But one thing I know, and that is that wherever they go, they take the work with them. That's the first thing we make sure ourselves, that they have a Bible, that they can have the Word of God, and they can read it. And, and, and there, there is somebody that will be there to talk to them about it, to explain if necessary. But we pray for the Holy Spirit to continue to convict them and to continue to teach them through the Word of God. Just uh, last month, just like uh, we did with Gerardo, we installed a, a pastor there, somebody who be who has been actually for a year now, leading that group, that congregation. We ordained him and we ordained Gerardo uh, into the ministry last June, and by the grace of God, that congregation now is thriving. And is moving on. And, and, and like my brother Chet said, we, we've been praying for this place. We have come here. We have joined effort as well. With some of you, we've been here as well praying in the communities here. And, and we knew that this was our, our, our next move. But I'm still praying for the end of this passage to come to reality as it always has been. Not only in my personal life but also in the life of the ones that are around us and in the life of the communities that are expecting and waiting for the Word of God. Folks, make disciples. That's a command. And when we do that, it's not just by sharing simply the Word of God or the plan of salvation or to invite them to the church. It takes more than that. God gave us the Holy Spirit not just to come here and feel nice whenever we worship, but to empower, empower us to speak to others and to speak into their lives as well. How are they going to start praying if they don't know how to do it, if they don't have any clue? There have been so many stories about people that they, even, they didn't even realize in our community that they could own a Bible, that they could have the Word of God, that they could open it, that they could read it by themselves. It, is, it has been amazing how this has been an exciting journey for us to know that we can guide them, we can be with them. And when Jesus instructed the disciples to, to tell them that not only make disciples, um, but also to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe that is a journey. That is not just a Sunday school thing. That is not just something that we do as a program. But we encourage. And, and that's why we are excited about Gerardo coming here. Because this is a new opportunity for our church as well. For our group in Centralia. So don't be surprised if you see a group of people doing this. And not just him by himself. Because this is a time for us to engage as well. Families to families. One of the things that we're excited about is that we have uh, two or three families in, in Effingham that have family members here in Champaign. And we're looking forward to meet with them and to start the Bible studies with them as soon as in this month. So pray for us as we continue to do this. And finally, we need to depend on the presence of the Lord. He said at the end, Behold, I am with you always and to the end of the age. Sometimes we skip that. Sometimes we just forget that He is with us. And not only He is with us, but He is for us.
That's why he gave these last words to the disciples to ensure them. And we know what happened in the book of Acts. We know what happened following this, right? His promise was fulfilled. We're so excited and waiting to see what God's going to do. I'm going to ask my brother Gerardo to come forward. And uh, for sake of time, he will uh, speak to you in English as well instead of me translating. And so I'm going to ask him to share about his word. And I'm going to ask you to continue to pray to depend on God's authority. To keep obedience to his, to, to obedience to his command. And at the same time to depend on his presence because he is with us. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to, that you give me this morning to share with you guys what the Lord is doing in our lives and our congregation. And I'm going to start reading one of the verses in the Bible. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your disease, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that you youth is renewed like the eagles. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful with the Lord because I'm going to share something uh, of my testimony tonight, today. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to do this in English. I'm speaking Spanish always, but I am, I'm asking the Lord to give me the words to share with you guys. And everything started for me about 11 years ago. Eleven years ago, I was in Michigan, and I didn't have anything, uh, anything to do with the church, you know. In Mexico, nobody told me about Jesus. Nobody told me about God. I didn't know about the Bible, and everything comes to this day when I was going to jail. I stayed in jail for about a month in Michigan, and on that time. God used that period of time to show me what he had on his word. I didn't know about God loves me. I didn't know about his mercy. Till those years of my life, I was 18 years old, but I, I had done a lot of things, wrong things on my life for that day. And when I wasn't on the jail, I felt like everything, everything was done for me. Everything was done for me. And when I started reading the Bible, somebody bring me the Gospel of John on the jail, and I started reading about who Jesus was, what he what he done, why he came here, and what I was uh, reading. You know, those words start spoken to my life. Those words start start spoken to my heart. And something was different. Something was changed on my inside. Um, I was uh, kind of like, uh, I was kind of like afraid to go out. After I, I, I knew about God, about Jesus, I was so afraid to go out because I didn't want, I didn't want to go out because I was afraid to fall again, to make sin again, the Lord. Because when I knew him, if he fulfilled my heart with joy, with peace, with mercy, with love, and man, my life, my whole life changed when I knew about Christ, about God, about his plan of salvation. And uh, I was reading through John chapter 3, where Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, and he told him, Surely, surely, I, I said to you, if you're not born again, if you're not be born again, you're not going to be able to go into the kingdom of God. And I had the same question. Why I have to be born again? 
you know, why? And Nicodemus uh, asked him, so are we going to go inside of the womb of our moms and be born again? And Jesus says, no, you have to be born of the Spirit. And I understand, and I, and I understand that I have to be born again, and I received Christ as my Lord and my Savior on, on those years. And um, I remember that, like I said, after I, was, after I knew Christ, I didn't want to go out because I was afraid to do wrong again. But I have to go out of that. And then I start just trying to be in the world, learn more from God, because, like I said, till that day, I didn't know nothing about God. And everything that was inside of me was just kind of like, I know where, where I can find the direction for my life, and it's here. So after that, I just, I just went back to Mexico. I stayed there for, a, for about a year, and then I was asking for God's uh, direction for my life, and I came back here again. I stayed like two years, two years um, here in South uh, Illinois, and it, it wasn't a church in, in that moment. I still, I, I was still trying to find more about God, reading the Bible, being there, and it wasn't church in, in that moment. It was kind of like 10 years ago, and um, after that, uh, Pastor Tony and his wife, they came to Effingham, and I was I was just kind of like trying to get involved, you know, with the with the Word of God, because, um, like I said, when I knew God, I knew that I have to be there, that I have to be involved, that I have to be, you know, obedient to, to God. And the Bible says in First Peter, the chapter 1, verse 3 through 9, says that we are calling to, live, to a living hope. We, we're not... We're not... Um, Living here just because of here of now. We're, we're here because we want to find things for eternity. I know that now that I'm here, I never thought someday that, that I'm going to be here. But God is so merciful that God's, God has a different ways for me, for different plans. And I'm thankful because I'm just trying to be obedient to him. Um, and also, on that passage in First Peter says that um, when he write that, writes down the, that uh, letter, he points, he points to the exiles, people who were living um, outside, outside of Jerusalem and on a lot of places where they were exiles because of their faith. They were living out because they were Christians and they were persecuted Christians and they were, they were living outside of, of their of their places and some and we are also exiles. This is not this is not the, the end for us. This is just a time on our life that we're here. We're just here for for now, but we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. And it's better if we do what we have to do now and do it now. Because we don't know if we're going to have the same opportunity to do that uh, tomorrow. And, um, and like I said, uh, I knew God. I, I was born again. And I understand that salvation is due God's mercy, grace, and sovereignty. Because he gave, he gave life to sinners. And he said he... He calls us to be born again, like he says. And Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 says that we were spiritual, spiritually dead. And um, that act, the, the regeneration, the born again, I understand that that is a act, sacred act from God. You know? You don't know when it happens, but it happens. And it's totally from God. We don't have the capacity to convert anybody. 
The Spirit of God has to do that. The Spirit of God has to change the mind and the heart of the people. Like He did to me through His Word. Not because somebody pursued me, but because His Word talked to my heart. And we just have to do that. We just have to share the Gospel. We just have to share the Word of God. Because you don't know when God is going to use that to transform the heart and the mind of the people. And like we don't choose to have life. You don't choose to have life. You, do you, do, you did that? No? You didn't know when you were born with what, what color of your eyes coming, you know, with green or brown or black. You don't know that. And, and also, you don't know when somebody's going to have his new birth, his new life, his new um, his new life. And one, one passage in Ezekiel uh, 36, Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27 says this way. So, God um, told to his people on the Old Testament says in Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27 says this way. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of a stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cast you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. He, he's, he's, he's putting his spirit in us. We are here, we love Christ, we love Christ because we have his spirit. We have his spirit. His spirit is within us. His love, his mercy is because we have him. He lives in us. That's why when we have, when we commit sin, we're not comfortable with that, because the sin is, this the sin is inside us, inside us, and we're not gonna be comfort. We're not gonna be okay. It's gonna be bad because we have to repent. We have to seek God's face for forgiveness because the Holy Spirit, God Himself, lives with us. When we've been born again. Amen. And it's, the, to be born again is instantly out from God. And occurs, occurs once. You know when you, when you had, uh, when we born, we, we just got born once. And that's the same when, when God do that in our lives. And usually we don't know when it happens. But happens and and it could be something dramatical or it could be something that it's uh, uh, radical radical or or something that is uh, you know have to take time to change things but God do that in different ways amen um, I'm just checking the time <laughs> Uh, yeah, and after I knew God, after I was born again, after I knew Christ, I just trying to be where He wants me to be. Um, after Tony, Pastor Tony came to FEM, we were uh, talking. I um, thank God for his his life and his family. There were. There are people who are being encouraged to me, and um, I think uh, when God calls us to be a body, it's because He really He means that, you know. He wants us to do to do that, to be a, a body, to a group of people that support each other, that that can help one another, and. They were doing that for me for a couple of years. 
a large years now, and I'm thankful. And now, as the life, you know, has been passed for me, um, I, like three years ago, I started uh, classes on a Bible institute, and I always to try to be obedient to God, to see what He has for me for my life, and. We've been praying about, you know, continue to grow and on obedience to God, continue to grow and do His will for our lives and, and also for our congregation. And about a couple months ago, I've been having a struggle in my life. I have, you know, time, this time of kind of like, difficulty on my life and I've been praying I've been praying about you know God what's the next step for my life what's the next step for my life and God has been answering me that 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 prayer and everything now is pointing to you know you know what's next for your life and like Pastor Tony has been mentioned the passage from Matthew our calling is to go and make disciples our calling is to go and seek the people and share the gospel and share share Christ. And I was I was praying a couple months ago, God, where do you want me to go? You want me to go Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, where? And you know, God has been confirming to my heart you know where you have to go you have to go where the need is you have to go where you know where you know there's a there's the need and we were praying we were talking with pastor with pastor Chad about the possibilities and you know how we can do this together and I've been seeing God answer that question that that prayer to come and and start seeking the Hispanic, start seeking, you know, what God is going to do by His glory through our our obedience, and that's why I'm here. I'm think I'm not so talented. I think I'm not uh, so intelligent, intelligent, but I know God has been calling me. God has been calling every one of us to do His work to share because God gave his life for us and we have to give our life for other people. And you know what? God does God is gonna use a different ways. And this is the way that he's doing now. And I'm thankful because he's his mercy, he's faithful and he's has he has plans that we don't know. We're not gonna see what he's going to do, you know, maybe with our own eyes, but with our obedience, he's going to he's going to show. Amen. And um, it's kind of like challenged me to do this in in English. And uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, like ten years ago. I, I never thought about being, you know, sharing with you guys in English or something like that. But, you know, God does, God does amazing things. And he can use us. He can do beautiful things in our lives. And I, and I said this as a man. He has been so powerful. He's been so merciful. He's been so precious for me, for my life, for my family. I even see a lot of miracles through the life of my brothers and I uh, will 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 going on will how how can I say we're going to see more miracles like that and we know that our God is he's going to he's going to give us a lot of surprise when we when we share when we do his his work um and I'm think um um do you remember when 
that happens to you. Do you remember when you know God, when you knew Christ? Do you remember when you were so excited about Him, about prayer, about reading the Bible? you remember when that happens to you? Another, another question also. Is that been happened to you? Do you know Christ? Do you know that He is merciful? Do you know that He came here to die for your sins? He want to forgive you. He wants you to give you a new life. But I think uh, God's going to spoke to us through His Word. And I was just trying to share what was in my heart. This is a challenge for me, but I know the Lord is going to do His, His will. The Lord is going to do His will in our lives. So, I don't know. I want to close with um, this prayer. We can share. We can close. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the time that you've given us today. Thank you for our life. Thank you because you live amongst us. And everything that we do, we want to please you. Everything that we do, we want give you the glory. Help us, Lord, to do your work and give us the, the power that, that we need. Give us um, the passion to share with others. And we are thankful because uh, maybe we have a different language. Maybe we have a different culture. But we have the same message. This message that can save the life of people. The message that can transform the life of people. And we ask you that you go with us because we don't want to do anything without you. We want to do everything for you and with you. And we give, we give you the glory this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.